I'm Derek Arcardi. Welcome to Shamanic Innovations. The thing I have to say here with starting points is that you have to find that starting point and know that you could have that at any point in time. I mean, this right now can be your starting point. Your starting point can happen each day. Every day that you wake up is a new starting point. It does not matter what you are trying to get past, what you're trying to overcome, what you're trying to move forward from, what you're trying to you know, break free from. Um, it doesn't matter if it's an illness, a sickness, a mental issue, a, you know, an oppressive nature, a traumatic event. Each day is a new starting point. It, it doesn't matter, okay? If you are trying to, uh, you know, if you screwed up something with your family, your friends, you know, if you find yourself alone, you hit a new starting point each and every day. You know, and each and every moment is really a new starting point. Right now, this here is a new starting point. Okay, you pause right now. That's a new starting point. This is a new starting point. Okay, we're going to count down right here, us together. We're going to have a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. This right here, right now, is a new starting point for you and I. For everyone in our journey. Because... Welcome back to Shamanic Innovations Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and today we're continuing this discussion on starting points, and in particular, um, just from the last discussion here, you know, taking a moment to assess where you're at at that starting point so you know which ways forward and how to move forward. Um, Something I've just kind of thought about since I recorded the last segment last segment last night, uh, maybe a reason why I have so much trouble with, you know, my own life, this idea of starting, restarting, and, you know, knowing where I'm at and everything, um, is a lack of focus. One thing, when you're, when you're, when you're in a race, when you're going in a direction, um, if you never notice the horses, they put blinders on them. And that way the horse can just see what's ahead of them. They're not looking off to the left. They're not looking off to the right. And the reason is, is that, you know, if they didn't have the blinders on, they would see everything and they'd be like, hey, I'm gone. And they want the horse to just keep going forward. And it's the same thing with us. We shouldn't, you know, figure out a way to put blinders upon ourselves so that we can continue to move forward. So we can't just get distracted by things. Um, And there are a lot of distractions out there in our daily lives. One of the biggest distractions, I personally think, are all the screens that we have. Um, You know, just in your normal day, how many screens do you touch? You know, do you have a smartphone? Do you have a tablet? Are you in front of a computer? Are you in front of a computer that has multiple... um, monitors, you know, two, three, whatever, 
Are you in a room, you know, with different TV screens? You're just your one TV at home, you know. A lot of screens that we come in contact with. And this can be very, very distracting for us. Um, I know myself personally, I work and live around screens pretty much 24-7, you know. It's kind of weird. They see, like, you know, what you do in that first bit of time of day sets the course for your day. And even within that first bit of time, I'm dealing with a screen because, okay, well, I have a binaural beat that I'm using for sleep. Well, I've either got to turn that off, which means i got to touch the screen, or I've got to wait for it to end. <clears throat> and i got a Qigong video that I might want to put on, you know, so I can have a morning movement. Well, until I master Qigong and I've done enough of this to just know the video by heart, you know, know the movements by heart, i got to follow along with a video. Um, how many of us spend our time in the morning, you know, on Facebook, on Twitter, on whatever social media, just kind of, you know, as that morning paper, as they like to joke, hey, you know, I'm going to go to the bathroom with my device and take a little scroll action while I wait on things to happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is just one of those things that we'll, you know, or if it's not there, then, you know, I make the joke, but if it's not there, then it's at the breakfast table, this, you know, whatever, you know, we use it for our music, we use these things for our traffic, we use these things to communicate, you know, especially, you know, if you're someone and you're, you know, in relations with people, but they don't all live with you, you know, your family, your friends, whatever, not everyone lives with you. So if you're communicating with people outside of where you live and you need to communicate with them, you know, they're close enough to, or you, to you to where you want to communicate with them when you first wake up in the morning. It could be, you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, kids, parents, whatever. But if you're communicating with these people first thing, guess what? You're touching the screen. So, you know, there's so many of these screens that we're interacting with and they can be a bit you know, distracting, um, you know, because it's very easy to look at that screen and say, okay, well, the notifications are going off, so I have to check it. And I, I'm the type of person I've gotten to this habit of, okay, well, you know what? The notifications are going off. and I don't like seeing it, whatever. Well, I'll turn off the notifications. I might even, you know, silence the cell phone for a minute or whatever. And then there's that, well, it's all silent and there's no notifications and I can't see well I'll just go check it on my own and you know that becomes a distraction because now you can't see the, now you can't see if anybody's contacting you what mind blown you're still distracted by the screen even though you have turned off what you thought were the distractions um, you know even just having the screens on yeah you're sitting there at work but you have the internet on you know, and you have to have the internet on for whatever you're doing with work, but there's another tab open that maybe you don't need on, you know, there's another, you know, there's another screen to pop in. Maybe you're working between two programs. One program's a little bit more fun than the other, you know, so you might definitely keep the one screen up, but you won't keep the second one up, you know, or if you do keep the second one up, it's not up as long. You're distracted by the things that you're coming in with. And it's because we don't, as a society, we don't really focus on one thing at a time. We don't move forward in one direction at a time. You know, we've taken the blinders off, and now we're just kind of trotting along. And we're still trying to race, but, you know, half 
the right side blinders kind of broken, so it's a cap falling down, and we can see a little bit of light coming through, and it's like, ooh, Daisy's over here in the corner, and there's a meadow, and, you know, the left side bright, you know, blinder, and the band on that's kind of wankety, so it's like flapping in the wind, and we can see a little bit of light coming over there, and it's like, ooh, there's people playing over there, let's go join, you know? And you know, this is the point where instead, you know, we need to, even if we're a horse in this situation, stop for a second, fix our blinders, you know, says where we're at, says where that, you know, finish line's gonna be, make our new starting point and keep going, um, you know, move forward. Because, you know, as I said, it's very easy. You know, even now, I'm sitting here and I know that, hey, I'm using this device right now to speak into. I got the speaker there, I've got it going. I want to just speak into this and tell everyone, you know, why they shouldn't be distracted. And I'm looking at it like, well, while I'm sitting here, I guess I could just check to see if anybody, you know, possibly message me because we're distracted. You know, we are, you know, we've become this thing where, it needs to happen that we look at these screens. And it's not just, you know, our device screens, as I said, you know, some TV screens also. You know, we become this thing where, you know, there's the need to check in with television so that we know what's going on. And I do understand, yes, there are things that, you know, and, and since you do need to know, you need to know what your weather is outside. You know, is it going to rain today? How cold is it? Those are things that are important to you. You need to know, you know, if there's something major happening in the world and, you know, your community even that, you know, is going to affect you. And yeah, you need to know these things. I don't think you need to know what insert reality celebrity is doing this week <laughs> at all times. You know, I don't think you need to know what insert whatever person, you know, is thinking or what, you know, all this. So, it's it becomes this thing of you know we feel like we need these screens and you know in fact we really don't but you know we we see these screens you know as little distractions here instead of keeping focus on whatever else we have to do um, and it's not just to pick on screens I know myself personally that I'm very screen distracted. You know, but there are other things in our lives that do distract us. You know, there are people in our lives that distract us. Um, you know, if you're involved with someone and, you know, they don't really have anything positive to bring to the table and they're just like, hey, let's, you know, let's just go and do whatever, they may be a distraction. You know, they may be keeping you from doing the thing that you should be doing or won't be doing. You know, if they're not helping you to move forward. You know, if your family member is just kind of like, eh, whatever, they're a distraction for you. And if they're like, hey, you know, let's go do this instead, or, you know, instead of you chasing your dream, if they're like, hey, let's go play hopscotch, they're a distraction. And that's basic with any sort of, you know, human being you might have in your life. If the human being's not, you know, at least giving you the space to work on your dreams, you know, and at most giving you the tools, you know, that you might be missing to help you with your dreams or giving you the feedback that you need in order to craft that dream properly, you know, if they're not helping you in any way with that dream, they're a distraction, you know. Uh, you know, if whatever else is going on, you know, if your home environment is not helping you 
it's a distraction. You know, if your work environment's not helping you, it's a distraction. If your church is not helping you, it's a distraction. You know, whatever it is in your life. And I, you know, use these things as broadly as possible because I want to point out that everything can be a distraction. And distractions, you know, I think I've personally have come across them throughout my lifetime. Um, you know, some people are A-type personalities where they are super-duper focused, you know, mega A's even, where they're super-duper focused and nothing gets in their way. And, you know, they see a goal at age two and they are hitting that goal you know, in every single mark, and, you know, they don't have any sort of obstacles, maybe, or if they do have an obstacle, it's an obstacle they can overcome, because they, you know, have that sort of, they, you know, they came out the womb with blinders on, so they are just focused, laser sharp, and some of us, okay, you know, we came out, and we maybe, you know, tried a couple pairs of blinders on, tried to get them to fit, and, they haven't really fit right. Um, you know, I think back on the times when I've been more focused. Uh, these have been times where I've had one thing, you know, one sort of job to do that I could repeatedly practice over and over, you know, that was something that I enjoyed doing, that I did well, that, you know, I saw the value in and how it, you know, was for other people. And for myself, um, you know, helped me grow as a person and helped other people out at that time, you know, for what they needed, you know. As I said, it was something, you know, there were things that I enjoyed doing. These were times where I've had the most focus. Um, and I think it's particularly just because, you know, I grew up, you know, as a person who, you know, for the most part, you know, as a kid, there wasn't that sort of, you know, guidance on how to focus, Um you know, it, you know, this is one of those things that you are kind of born with and you are kind of taught, you know, at a young age, you know, how to refine that, how to hone that sort of skill and focus. You know, it is something that, you know, you're born, hey, you need to do. And then someone comes along and shows you, okay, well, this is how you bring it all together and this is what you should be doing, you know. And... You know, this can be, you know, whoever. This can be a parent. This can be a mentor. This can be, you know, a peer or whatever. Um, instead of really having, you know, the sort of focus with the blinders on and, hey, you know, I'll have the, you know, person, the guide really to kind of show me how to do things. Um, there's been a lot of self-teaching with my life um, just because of, you know, the way that my life has gone through. Um, and I, I think that's something that happens with a lot of us. You know, we're born into this aspect of scarcity. We're born into this aspect of trying times. And we're born into this aspect where, you know, we're kind of Bambi in the movie after the mom's been shot and, the other random, you know, king who might be the dad, they're not even really saying deer comes by and is like, yeah, your mom's dead. You got to learn to walk low, kid. You know, and it's like little Bambi doing this here. So, you know, but we all kind of start there, 
instead of having that nurturing, you know, if you watched any of Bambi before, there's that nurturing, you know, and, you know, the mom there is like, hey, don't go here, don't do this, and run away from that, you know, and kind of showing off things and teaching Bambi, you know, these things before. Bambi had all the skills, but Bambi needed to be kind of taught, and then when, you know, Bambi's mom died, Bambi got new mentor to kind of slide right in that pace, and boom, you know, there you go. You know, that's how Bambi becomes Big Bambi who saves everyone at the end. Sorry to give the story away, but if you haven't seen Bambi by now, yeah, go get Twitter painted. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting to use that. So, uh, you know, but, you know, that's kind of the point, though, is, you know, with my life, it hasn't really been that. It's been more of the, okay, well, you're Bambi, and here you go and go walk in the meadow and yeah you know there's a mom but you know she's nurturing she's caring but it's not like the laser focus type parent i'll go ahead and say you know because she's dealt she had dealt with her own issues and she had her own things going on so it's kind of you know you can't really laser focus on the middle child um and, you know, the breakup of that, you know, also my dad had passed when I was a, one years old. So that kind of, you know, that's another reason why the maybe story kind of does touch a little bit. It's like, all right, you know, you lose lose something, you know, great. Um, and there really wasn't that sort of, you know, big buck deer, we'll call it, <laughs> you know, super deer, you know, that kind of came along and said, you know, at any point in time, really, it's kind of came along and said, okay, well, you know, here's the rest of the lesson, and now you can, you know, go about, you know, even now, you know, as an adult, after, you know, as a parent here, the second parent, um, it's been a lot of self-teaching. It's been a lot of, hey, you know what? There's a book on this. I'm going to read the book. There's a movie on this, a documentary. I'm going to watch it. Um, there's a guy giving a speech. Well, I'll go listen to it. Hey, you got an idea? I'll listen to it. Hey, you know, let me go sit in reflection for a little while and see if, you know, I'm guided towards anything. If anything's sent to me, you know, sort of message, whatever, I'll listen to it. Um, and I'm sure, you know, as I say this, there's probably going to be, you know, some form of adult, you know, it's like, well, you know, I tried to guide you over the years or I thought I was your guide or, hey, I'll be your guide. Um and some of these people, you know, are definitely willing to do so for a low, low fee. <laughs> so stay away from those guides. But, uh, you know, as I say, the uh, the good ones really, you know, you know, are there for you. You know, and it's not to say that I haven't had any sort of guides at all. I've definitely had, you know, some positive people within my life, um, music teachers. <clears throat> Excuse me, getting back to... You know, one of those times where I've been focused is with music. Um, you know, throughout like the middle and high school years, I can remember having music teachers that, you know, they really gave me, you know, some direction. Um, they gave me some encouragement at the time. They gave me some, you know, criticism also when needed. And, you know, it gave me at that point in time at least hope for the future. You know, and that's one of the important things that you'll find really, you know, in this world are your teachers, you know, especially arts type teachers, you know, dance, music, uh, acting, you know, 
art, even, you know, just basic painting, drawing, whatever. You know, these are the people that we should be listening to, are the teachers, uh, because they're the ones that, you know, are, you know, dealing with these kids on a daily basis, and especially, as I say, the art-type teachers, because they're the ones that are dealing with the kids on a daily basis where they can see, hey, this kid maybe has a B and we should push him towards B versus this kid has an A and we should push him towards an A. So, you know, that was something there. Um, you know, I, I can say that I've had, you know, a couple of, you know, four-time good friends, good family members, you know, um, even in losing my dad young, uh, my mom was the youngest of 10 kids and she had seven brothers. So it kind of became like dad light in a sense, you know, when you add to that, um, you know, she had two other sisters, they both married, so, you know, there were uncles there. My father had two other brothers, you know, they've kind of picked, especially now in the later days, they've kind of picked up, you know, kind of on that Bambi role in a sense, you know, like, okay, you know, and they're polar opposites, which is kind of funny, but, you know. They, you know, they've kind of picked up and stepped up in as far as, you know, being people that, you know, I can kind of look at and say, okay, well, here, you know, here's a guy, um, you know, and there's been, you know, different people, um, different coworkers, managers, you know, that I've had over the years, you know, who I've been able to kind of look at, you know, for the time working with these people and, you know, get guidance, get support, get help, get you know, encouragement, get criticism when needed, and, you know, get some sort of, like, base of, hey, you know, this is kind of how you need to craft things. This is how you should be working. This is what should be happening, you know. So, you know, that thing is important, but at the same time, you know, I notice in myself that, um, and something I've especially noticed, you know, recently with this journey here is that a lot of things that happen with me is because of lack of, you know, focus due to not really having, you know, control over the energy, you know, not really having the blinders off, not having, you know, that right person that just kind of push towards the goal, you know, point and say, okay, well, put the blinders on, set it in the direction, not to have someone do that, you know, not really to know the direction myself and just kind of wildly go things, a lot of, you know, a lot of things that have happened with my life, a lot of the mistakes I might say that I've made, lessons more of I should say that I've learned, have been due to a lack of focus. So, you know, as I open the curtains today and vow to myself once again, you know, as I do each day to create more, um, I'm thinking to myself that you know, the more that I should be creating today is blinders, should be focus. It should be, you know, a way to come within myself and figure out how to get rid of some of these distractions. And, it, you know, it's going to be difficult because it's really easy to say these things when you're looking, you know, out the mirror from your bedroom at the view, you know, the sun's in front of you and, you know, it's people and trees and life and it's really easy to say that with you know whatever else and then i'll turn around and i'll walk out the bedroom door you know and i'll be inundated with the screens again and i'll be inundated with you know everything that's going on and 
hey, what do I need to do? And, you know, life and bills and everything. Um, and it's really easy, you know, to walk out of here and forget everything that I just said, you know, and just go back to distraction bill because that's what, you know, the 3D lifestyle is, it's distraction bill. Um, you know, it's really easy to kind of forget that focus. Um, I've really been someone who, you know, it's something that I, you know, struggle with out there, even in the times where, you know, I try to focus. Um, one of the things that kind of gets to me is meditation. And, you know, I find it to where, you know, the idea of sitting somewhere still, quiet, like um i don't want to you know as i say i never really want to play any sort of labels and you know titles and whatever but it's like still quiet so is that like a symptom of adhd where you, you know or add where you're just kind of like uh, you can't really sit still and quiet you know Wait, you mean I just have to focus on one thing, you know? Um, you mean I just have to, you know, sit here and breathe and, you know, concentrate on, you know, being in the now with my breath, you know? It's the reason why, you know, another reason why I kind of love Qigong is because it is a moving meditation, but at the same time, it is a meditation. So I notice myself, you know, I'm in a stance and, you know, there's a lot of stances you can do. So, you know, really quick and easy things, flowing things and, as you learn these, you know, there's one that I've learned to where I can take it off a video now, and I'll do that a few times. A couple of times kind of works towards. Um, but, you know, I notice with myself here when I do it, if I'm really concentrated or if I'm distracted. If I can get myself to where I'm focused and concentrated, maybe I am, you know, out in nature somewhere, you know, doing this, or it's an early morning and I, there's nobody doing any sort of construction or repairs or cleaning or lawn service around you know no dogs are barking the ac isn't going off you know and on at different times it's just you know steady tone whatever if i can you know figure a way to focus yes the movements look great and i feel wonderful afterwards and i feel refreshed and you know ready to take on the day if i am not focused if i am distracted forget it you know I think it was yesterday, you know, I, I went to do, you know, the normal set and, okay, you know, draw your hands up, or draw your hands up, you know, bring down that energy and squirrel. <laughs> and it was like, I got to stop. Hold on. I can't do this because squirrel, you know, and, and that's one of the things that we get in our mindset is that squirrel you know, is that distraction. Um, as I said, you know, these distractions are not just the screens. Distractions are, you know, things that can even pop up in our minds. They are the old memories that pop up. You know, if you're just kind of bebopping along, standing along, walking along, and you hear a song and it hits you, you know, the songs are your messages. You know, I like to say that songs are basically how we communicate back and forth with God, creator, source, whatever you want to, you know, insert your favorite deity name there. Um, but, you know, if you're bebopping along, you hear a song, and it suddenly throws you into a loop, well, that's, you know, going to distract you from what you're doing there. 
And it's the same, you know, so if you're bebopping along and you hear a song and you're trying to drive and all of a sudden this song has you thinking about, you know, 20 years ago, hanging out with your friends, you know, sitting in the back seat, you know, having a good time. And you're suddenly thinking that you're sitting in the back seat having a good time. You're going to forget about the fact that you're driving. If, you know, you're listening to a song and this has you thinking about the time that you broke up with your ex, you know, and you're just all boo-hoo crazy. You're going to about the fact you're driving, you know. So, you know, it's an easy thing, you know. If you have it available to you, change the station, put on something happy, pull over, you know, stop for a second, <laughs> assess where you're at, you know, put your blinders back on, turn off the music if you need to, you know. Put, you know, music is a distraction. Uh, you know, it was, you know, music can be a distraction, so turn it off, put the blinders on, move forward, you know. Um, so yeah, that's just what becomes a thing there is how to, you know, when you're finding that starting point, how to do that where you assess where you're at and, you know, get blinders on so you can move forward. Um, and I hope everyone's enjoyed this. Uh, I'm going to take a little pause here, but yeah, you know, this is Derek Kearney with Shamanic Innovations and we'll return.